Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah! Amen! Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands unto the Lord, please. Thank you, Lord. I just want to be where you are Dwelling daily in your presence And I don't want to worship from afar Drumming into where you are Sing it again, I just want to be, come on I just want to be this morning whenever we come like this into your presence it is because we want to be with you and when we are with you 
there are so many blessings that come our way. Today we know, Father, that it will be no exception. Thank you that everyone listening to me today, watching me today, will be mightily blessed. Even those who will watch this service later on, thank you that everyone will receive a good dose of your blessings and of your favor. We ask in the name of Jesus that you will speak to us today in Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say amen. amen. Say amen again. God bless you and you may be seated. with me to Exodus chapter 33. And we are reading from verse number 12. New Living Translation of the Bible. One day Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me Take these people up to the promised land. But you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways. So I may understand you more fully. And continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied. I will personally go with you Moses. And I will give you rest. Everything will be fine with you. Then Moses said. If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me? On me and on your people. If you don't go with us. For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. Second opening of scripture, Psalms 51, and reading from verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I want to continue sharing with you about the blessings of God's presence. 
This is the second part of the message I started sharing with you last week. The blessings of God's presence. Now what do we mean by the presence of God? The presence of God is that aura, atmosphere or feeling that is created when God is present. It is that aura, atmosphere or feeling that is created when God is present. And what it means is that God is with you. Hallelujah. Amen. So anytime we talk about the presence of God, in essence, what we are saying is that God is present. That he is in attendance. That he is close by. That he is around. And that he is near. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is what the presence of God is. Now Moses and David. David. Pleaded with God. In the two scriptures that I read. That oh God we need your presence. Moses said to God. If your presence will not go with us. Then don't let us move away from this place. And David said to God. That cast me not away from your presence. Why did they make these pleas? It, it's because they knew something about the presence of God. And they understood that the presence of God comes with a lot of powerful blessings. And these blessings are what we are looking at in this study. Hallelujah. Amen. And the first blessing I shared with you is a blessing of rest, peace, and assurance. One of the blessings that you derive from the presence of God is that you find rest, you find peace, and you have assurance for your life. In verse 14 of Exodus 33, God promised Moses, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine with you. And I explained to you that rest is relief or freedom from anything that wearies troubles or disturbs you. And so when you are at rest, what it means is that you are free from worries. You are free from stress. Your troubles and your challenges don't weigh you down. And when the presence of the Lord is with you, 
Yes, you may have challenges. But because of his presence, you are at rest. Because of the presence of God with you, may your heart always be at rest. Amen. And may you always be able to open your mouth and say, It is well with my soul. Amen. It is well with my soul. Amen. It is well with my soul. Amen. Now, the gentleman that composed this hymn, now what happened to him was that he lost his children. In fact, on, the, on, on one occasion, his son died and the whole family grieved for him. Now, this man was a very busy fellow. He was a lawyer. And he was an estate developer. And because of what they had been through, he felt that he needed to take his family on a holiday. And in those times, they used to travel a lot by ship. So he sent his wife and his daughters ahead of him. But there was a mighty storm. And lives were lost. And all his children died. Only his wife survived. When he got the news, he broke down. And he quickly decided to travel and go to where his wife was. And it was on this journey that he composed the words of that powerful hymn. His son had died. His daughters had died. But he was able to say, it is well with my soul. I am declaring to somebody today that no matter the crisis you find yourself in, no matter the troubles that have confronted you, Jesus. the difficulties, the, the pain, Jesus. the sorrow, Jesus. I declare to you today Jesus. that because of the presence of God with you, Jesus. it is well with your soul. Amen. And God will bring you into a state of rest. Amen. And I hear your loudest amen. Amen. And when you are at rest, you are also at peace. And I like the last part of the verse that I just read to you. God told him that my presence will be with you. And I will give you rest. And the last part says, everything will be fine for you. Look into your neighbor's face. Tell your neighbor, in spite of your challenges, everything will be fine for you. Tell the person, BBF, fine. Clap your hands and bless the name of the Lord. The second blessing is divine protection. And in Isaiah 43, God promised the people of God that I will be with you. That means my presence will be with you. And because of my presence, even if you go through rivers of destruction or rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you go through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. 
Why? Because the presence of God is with you. And you would experience the mighty deliverance of the Lord. And divine protection will be your portion. This is what happened to Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Because the presence of God was with them. That fire that had been specially prepared to destroy them could not harm them. The Bible testifies that when they came out of the fire, not even one hair strand was destroyed. And amazingly, there was no smell of the smoke on their clothes or on their body. That means that the protection of the Lord was tight. Nothing could penetrate and permeate that protection. And I'm encouraging your heart today that because God is with you, no evil will come near your dwelling. Place. And the evil one will not be able to destroy you. And because of the presence of the Lord, you'll be mightily protected and delivered from all kinds of troubles. Shall I hear you? Hear you. Number three, the third blessing. When the presence of the Lord is with you, you will experience freedom from fear and discouragement. Freedom from fear and discouragement. One of the greatest enemies we have to contend with in this life is the spirit of fear and the spirit of discouragement. And we are living in times when there is a lot of fear about what the future holds. There are a lot of challenges in the world presently. And you can't help but wonder whether things are going to play out well for you. Hallelujah. Amen. But I want to tell you this morning that when the presence of the Lord is with you, he will keep you from fear and discouragement. In your Bible, more than 365 times, you find the expression, don't be afraid or fear not. Some say there are about 366 of those statements in the Bible. And God is amazing. It means that for every day of the year, there is one fear not. And God knows that February has 28 days clear. But it has 29 in a leap year. And so he has added that jara so that even if it is a leap year, there is one fear not for you. Tell your neighbor, fear not. And don't be discouraged. Because God is with you. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at this scripture, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 to 6. He says, Don't love money. As the person sitting by you, is the Bible talking to you? Money must be a servant to you. Not your master and your God. 
And it is the love of money that is the root of all evil. Not money itself. Because the same Bible says that money answereth all things. And God is the source of true riches. He testified of himself that the gold is mine and the silver is mine. So the issue is not with money per se. But the problem is the love and the lust for it. So there's a good piece of advice for all of us. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. In other words, my presence will always be with you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. So I will have no fear. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? That's why you can lift your voice and say, Misuro bribi nyami tumfo yeyiwa ye da da. This morning I remember the song. It goes like this: Never failed me yet. He never failed me yet. Jesus Christ has never failed me yet. Everywhere I go, I want the world to know Jesus Christ has never failed me yet. I declare to you today that the presence of God is with you and he will never fail you he will come through for you and because of his presence with you you don't need to fear no more you don't need to be discouraged anymore I declare to you today that everything will pan out well for you weeping will endure for a night but your joy will come in the morning God will wipe the tears from your eyes and he will put laughter back on your lips. He will take away the ashes, the garment of sorrow and will replace it with the garment of praise. Things will play out well for you. No need to fear anymore. No need to be discouraged anymore because of the presence of God with you. Shout, I receive it. I receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. The next blessing, victory over your enemies. Victory over your enemies. When the presence of the Lord is with you, he will guarantee you victory over your enemy. Your enemy is your opponent or your adversary. Your enemy is anyone who hates you. Anyone who wants to harm you. Anybody who wants to destroy you. One of the agendas of the devil is to destroy 
And anybody who sets out to destroy another person deliberately, his father-in-law is the devil. But I'm saying to you today, that don't lose any sleep over your enemies. Remember what God said. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will recompense. If you know how to fight your battle, God will not fight your battle for you. If you know how to chop your matter, God will not chop some for you. Learn to leave things for God to handle. And because of his presence with you, you will receive victory over your enemies. It was because of the presence of God with Moses and the people of Israel. That is how come from Egypt into the promised land. God gave them resounding victory over their enemies. Pharaoh and the armies of Egypt were totally wiped out. In the journey through the wilderness, they fought many nations and God gave them victory. It was God who gave David victory over Goliath. Because the presence of God was with David. That terrible giant, Goliath. Some say he was about 11 feet high. Tall. And others say 9 feet. I am almost 6 feet. If you add 3 or 5 to 8, then the height is somewhere here. Come and see his muscles. So when he checks it like this, and then when he does this, and then when he shows his triceps, it's not an easy thing. David was a small boy. When Goliath threw that challenge to the people of Israel, that bring your champion to come and fight with me. And the winner takes it all. Every soldier ran to hide under the bed. It was only David who said, I will sort this guy out. Goliath was there when they told him that the champion or the champion of Israel has come. And because of his size, he was looking for somebody equivalent to him. So he was looking up for the champion. Then he said, Ah, where is the champion? Then he heard a small voice that hadn't yet broken. It's me. It's me. Goliath wasn't sure what he was hearing. Then he dropped his gaze and saw this structure boy. He's not holding a sword. He's not holding a spear. He's not holding a shield. He's holding a katapult. He said, hey, go. Go and fight water for your mother. Go and fight firewood for you. I mean, men are talking. Look at what he said. Go, 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 go. David 
today. I'll show you something today. He said, You come with me. We shot. We speak. But I come against you. In the name of the Lord. He was saying to Goliath that the presence of God is with me. And I will show you something. Today. He needed just one stone to knock Goliath down. The next time you see Goliath, ask him what hit him that day. He will tell you that you saw a, a small stone. But I saw the rock of salvation. That is what came up against me. And it knocked me out once and And because of the presence of God with David, he got a great victory. The presence of God was with Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. That is why their enemies, the Ammonites and the Moabites, could not defeat them. And that is why I'm telling you to rest assured that because of the presence of God your enemies will not have an upper hand over you. You know, sometimes it looks as if the devil is winning. And sometimes it feels as if your enemies have prevailed over you. But learn to tell yourself that it's not over until it is over. That it is not over until it is over. Hallelujah. Amen. A war is made up of several battles. Sometimes you may win. Sometimes you may lose. But what happens at the end of the war is what truly defines who the winner is and who the loser is. I am happy to announce to you today that I can see the end of your battles and I can see the end of your struggles and only one arm has been raised in victory and that arm is your arm. Lord, I receive I receive it. Two. I receive it. Three. I receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. Number five, wisdom. Wisdom. Because of the presence of God with David, he had a lot of wisdom. And that wisdom guided his life and directed everything that he did. And King Saul was afraid of him because he saw that God was with him. And the presence of God with David translated into the great wisdom that he manifested and how he himself. When the presence of God is with you, he will give you wisdom. And that wisdom will show you which way to go. Sometimes our lives don't go well because of some of the decisions we take. But as you learn to rely on the presence of God and as you stay in the presence of God, that presence will give you wisdom. And you will take wise steps and make the right moves for your life. Receive the wisdom that the presence of the Lord it. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number six, prosperity. Prosperity. That is one of the blessings of the presence of God. 
Genesis 39, 23. King James Version. So prosperity is one of the blessings that you will enjoy when the presence of God is with you or when God is with you or when God is around you. In recent times, there's been a lot of bashing of people who are commonly referred to as the preachers of the prosperity gospel. And so if you are a follower of what goes on in Christian circles, you see that there are a lot of things that are being circulated about the prosperity gospel, about the preachers of prosperity. Now, I can understand why people are rising up against some of these teachings. Because what happens is that often when God gives us a powerful truth or revelation, we have a way of turning it into the absolute truth. And anytime you do that, you will end up in error. Because there are different truths that we uphold in the Christian faith. But the only absolute truth is Jesus Himself. So you can't you can't just take a doctrine or a teaching and twist it and turn it to mean everything you want it to mean. And that is how we end up in error. But there's also another error that occurs. That because of the errors with some of these teachings, we commit another error by throwing the thing away. And that is why we have a proverbial statement that you don't throw away the baby with the bath water. So I want you to understand that God wants to prosper you. And prosperity is not just about having a lot of money. I guess that that is where the error begins. Where you equate prosperity to having a lot of money. It may be part of it. But to prosper means to succeed. To prosper means to thrive and to flourish. And to prosper means to do well. You may not have a lot of money. But you may have just enough. To be able to have a good life. A comfortable life. And to afford some of the basic and nice things of this life. And when you have that. You have actually prospered. And that is what prosperity is about. Can I have an amen from someone? Genesis 39. 23 is a scripture I asked you to turn to. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, 
Because the Lord was with him. And that which he did. Read the last sentence with me. Ready? Go. The Lord made to prosper. Read it again. Read it one more time. The Lord made it to prosper. But before it said that, it testified that the Lord was with him. And this is referring to Joseph. One of the amazing things you learn about him is that although he went through a terrible time in the land of Egypt when he was sold into slavery, at all the various critical junctions of his life, God was with him. That means the presence of God was with him. So in the house of Potiphar, the presence of God was with him. In the prison, the presence of God was with him. Before Pharaoh, the presence of God was with him. And the Bible is testifying that because of the presence of God with him, God caused everything that he did to prosper. That is why I can confidently say to you that as you cultivate the presence of God and as you abide in his presence, expect him to prosper you. May he bless the work of your hands. And every effort you put in, may it be successful. Amen. I said everything you do may it become successful. Amen. Because of the presence of God with you. Amen. You are entering into a new dispensation of your life. Amen. That because you are staying more and more in the presence of the Lord. Jesus. Anything you decide to do. Jesus. Any business that you enter into. Jesus. Any work you set out to do. Jesus. It will prosper and it will go well for Amen. you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Because you see because of the presence of God you will be guided and directed which is the next point that I'm going to come to and you'll be guided and directed into the very thing that will cause you to prosper your days of prosperity are about to be manifested amen shout a loud amen amen shout another loud amen amen the next blessing, divine direction and guidance. Divine direction and guidance. Or oh, I should say it well, divine dilation. How many want to be divinely dilated in this life? <laughs> Exodus 13. Verse 21. Back to F. Exodus 13, 21. New Living Translation. New Living Translation. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of clouds. 
and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire and this allowed them to travel by day or by night and the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. When God led his people, the nation of Israel, out of Egypt, his presence went with them. And his presence was manifested by the pillar of cloud during the day and the pillar of fire during the night. And it was his presence that guided and directed them as they went through with the journey. And so because of the presence of God with them, during the day they could travel during the night they could travel and God himself guided and directed them every step of the way when the presence of the Lord is with you one of the blessings and benefits is that he will guide you and he will direct you as you move through this life. We are living in very trying times. Never has the world been this dark. Never has there been so much evil and perversion in the world. So much confusion. And there are times when you just don't know what to do. And which way to go. But when the presence of God is with you. That presence will guide you. And that presence will direct you. It will guide your relationship with him. It will guide your marriage. It will guide your relationship. It will guide your finances. God will show you what you have to do with your business. God will show you who to enter into partnership with. God will open your eyes to see the helpers of your destiny. God will show you where the dangers and the traps are. And he will guide and lead you to a place of blessing, a place of peace, and a place of establishment. And such a blessing comes with the presence of the Lord. And you must always pray this prayer, Oh God, guide me and direct me. So that's why we have the song, Guide me, oh, thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land I am weak but thou art mighty hold me with thy powerful hand bread of heaven bread of heaven feed me till I want no more bread of heaven bread of heaven feed me till 
Because I am a pilgrim through a barren land. I am struggling to make it in challenging times. There is so much hardship, so much struggle, so much confusion around me. But oh great Jehovah, the one whose presence is with me, please guide me, direct me, supply my needs, protect me, so there's an Another part that say strong deliverer, strong deliverer, you will be my strength and shield. Strong deliverer, strong deliverer, be thou still my strength and shield. May God be your strength. Amen. May God be your shield. Amen. May God be your guide. Amen. And may God direct you into the pleasant fields. Amen. Yet though you walk through the valley of the shadow of fear, you will no longer have to fear any evil. Amen. Because his rod and his staff, not only will they comfort you, but they will guide you and lead you to pleasant places. Amen. Receive the divine guidance of the Lord for your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Number eight. Divine so mercy and favor. Divine mercy and favor. Genesis 39, 21. King James Version. We're still talking about the blessings of God's presence. It says, but the Lord was with Joseph and shewed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Because the Lord was with him, he found mercy and favor. And God showed him mercy and favor. That is what divine mercy and favor is all about. And when you receive divine mercy and favor, you experience the loving kindness of the Lord. You receive the goodness of the Lord. You receive preferential treatment and you receive excessive kindness. This is what happened to Joseph. And he received mercy and favor throughout his ordeal in the land of Egypt. Why? Because the presence of the Lord was with you. And because of the presence of the Lord with you, May you find mercy. May you find grace to help in your time of need. May favor always locate you. Everywhere you find yourself, may you obtain favor. Amen. 
May you find favor before important people. Amen. May you find favor before powerful people. Amen. May you find favor before people who can determine a lot of things concerning you. Amen. May God grant you exceptional mercy and favor. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And may the presence of the Lord with you translate into a lot of mercy and a lot of favor for you. Goodness is about to come your way in a measure that you have never experienced Favor is about to engulf you in a dimension that you have never operated before. Because as you find favor before God, it can translate into favor before men. May you find favor before God. And may you find favor before men. In the name of Jesus. Number nine, power. We are almost there. Power. To me. Power is the ability to do or accomplish something. And when the presence of the Lord is with you, you receive that ability to do what you have to do and to be successful at it. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. For God was with him. That means that the presence of the Lord was with him. Even our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of the Father, the things He was able to do, what He was able to accomplish, the good He did, the people He healed, the lives He transformed, He was able to accomplish all of those things. Because of the presence of God with him. And that presence resulted in him working in great power and anointing. So the presence of the Lord brings power. And the presence of the Lord gives you a certain ability. Anything that you are struggling to do, I say to you today, because of the presence of God that you'll be experiencing from this day onwards, you will be able to do that thing and do it well. That business will succeed. I said that business will succeed. Amen. Your shop will do well. Amen. Your restaurant will do well. Amen. Your factory will do well. Amen. Your business will go well. Amen. Your finances will turn Amen. out well. May God give you that supernatural ability Jesus. that leads to outstanding results Amen. in everything that you do. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then number 10, the last but one, privilege. Privilege. Aquenia. The one of the blessings of the presence of the Lord is privilege. And when we say you are privileged, it means that you are enjoying certain rights, benefits, and exemptions. 
which others don't have which others don't enjoy and so when you are privileged you are in a position where you enjoy special rights and benefits and exemptions which others don't enjoy Exodus 33 15 to 16 then Moses said you live in translation if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me? On me and on your people. If you don't go with us. Now, notice what he says again. Exodus 33, 15 to 16, New Living Translation of the Bible. The verse 16. He says, for your presence among us. For your presence among us. Set your people and me apart. From all other people on the earth. Your presence with us. Sets us apart. It makes us outstanding. In other words, it puts us in a place of privilege. We enjoy certain benefits, certain rights, and certain exemptions which other people don't enjoy. Hallelujah. Amen. And it comes with the presence of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, when the presence of God is with you, you are in a place of privilege. And you begin to enjoy certain blessings, certain benefits, certain rights, certain exemptions which others don't have. Others will be complaining. But you will be celebrating. Others will be crying. But you will be laughing. Others will be testifying and you will be saying, Amen. May God give you such testimonies Amen. and may God put you in a place of privilege Amen. because of his presence with Amen. you. Oh, how we love it when we are connected to certain powerful people such that they know us. And we like it if we can take a picture with them. Mm. And we'll put that picture in our office. Mm -hmm. We'll blow it a big size. Mm -hmm. And then put it in such a place that anybody who works in the office, there's no way you can miss that mm -hmm. picture. Mm -hmm. Who would you like to take a picture with? With me? Oh. <laughs> Apart from me, who would you like to take a picture with? <laughs> Nanado. <laughs> Somebody says he wants to take a picture with the Russian president, Putin. I mean, I've walked into offices where I've seen pictures of the owner of the office with a certain powerful person. So maybe it's a picture with the president. There are places where you see a person took a picture with the United States of America president. Or with Kofi Annan. Or one of these great guys. Maybe with a famous person. Where is Siram? 
Sairam, who is your favorite footballer in the world? Messi. So can you imagine that Sairam has a picture with Messi? Wow. just a picture this size. A best since our banner way. There will not even be space in his room for the banner. Yeah. So Sairam Pa in your picture with Lionel Messi. Come on. Wow. We enjoy it. And there's a certain pride we have when it's like you are connected with a, to a very powerful person. And all of us like it. Let's speak the truth. You would like to take a picture with a great person. Is that not so? Hey. I used to have a picture, a picture that I took with the former president, John Mahama. Wow. The only thing was that it was not only me and him. I think there were six other people in the picture. But I still framed it <laughs> and put it in my office. But it was a small one. That's why you never saw it. But everybody likes it. So be happy. So on my table, there were only two pictures. One of my wife. And then this picture with seven other people with the president of Ghana. And we appreciate because it's like a privilege. You want everybody to see that I know him. A few days ago, I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in the neighborhood. And was telling me that recently he was in the former president's house. And the former president knows him. So he mentioned, hey, it's quite a long time since I saw you. And mentioned his name. How many would like the president to know your name? Oh. That is if it will bring something. <laughs> Is that what we will eat? But ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking about being connected to a human power. That's not the kind of privilege I'm talking about. I'm talking about the privilege of being connected to Abba Father. That his presence is with you. And that presence puts you in a great place of privilege. And it gives you a certain good feeling and assurance. That the one around whom the whole universe revolves. The one who holds the world together. The one who is the alpha and the beginning. Alpha and the omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. The one who was, who is and who is to come. The bright morning star. That God is with you. And his presence is with you. There is nothing greater than that. And you are in the position of privilege. When God is with you. And when God is with you in such a way. People will think twice. Before they meddle with you. And try to mess things up for you. They may try. But they will never succeed. The more they try to push you down, the higher you rise. When the presence of God is with you, 
every challenge every obstacle every difficulty of your life becomes a launching part that will take you higher and that will lift you higher in your life I see a lifting up of the Lord coming your way I see the presence of God bringing you into a place of privilege and honor and because of the presence of the Lord may things begin to work out well for you in this life no matter what happens never lose the presence of God I'm so glad about the covenant relationship that we have with him and it is because of that relationship that he says to us that I will never leave you nor forsake you that's what he said I will never leave you and I will never forsake you in other words my presence will always be with you you know I think that we underestimate the power and the faithfulness of God and that is what the Bible describes and says even when we are faithless he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself from this day onwards may you desire the presence of God strongly and as a result of this presence may you enjoy all these blessings that I've described the last blessing is joy when the presence of the Lord is with you you experience joy in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy and there are pleasures forevermore everybody will be singing funeral songs but you'll be singing songs of joy and you declare to the whole world I have joy in my heart deep deep down in my heart because Jesus came to me and no one can destroy it I have joy in my heart deep deep down in my heart you see people look at you and think you are crazy people look at you and wonder why you still come to church because they can see that things haven't yet worked out well for you they may know your problems your challenges your difficulties your health issues and the struggle to make things work at home but there's always a smile on your face I said, there's always a smile on your face. You always look as if you've won the lottery. But what they don't understand is because there's a certain joy in your heart. And it is joy that the presence of the Lord has brought into your life. And are able to tell them because Jesus came to me and no one can destroy me. I have joy in my heart deep deep down in my heart what you have been through if others have gone through it they would have gone crazy by now it's not like you've not had issues it's not like you've not had problems but some way somehow 
there is something on the inside of you there's a certain aura around you there's a certain presence with you and because of that presence you can smile at the storm I said you can smile at the storm when you lay your head down to sleep you can sleep and dream nice dreams you are eating nice food you are not dreaming that a cow that is wearing red kambu is chasing you it is because of the presence of God. That's why you can stand and say, I've been tested. My faith has been tried. Satan has attempted to destroy my life. He's robbed, abused, accused, and stole. He's done everything he could do. To conquer my soul, I still have joy. Rise to your feet, come on. I still have joy. After all I've been through, I still have joy. I still have joy. I still have joy. tried to do was thrown back in my face oh yeah the hurt and the pain brought tears to my eyes but God has replaced the blessing for every tear that I cried oh yes I still have joy I still have joy what I'm talking about you can never understand it until you have a relationship with Jesus as Lord and Savior 
and I'd like to give you an opportunity to enter into that relationship. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. You may be physically present here or you may be watching me online. But if you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want you to lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray for you. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior wherever you are. Lift up your hand and pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, today, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. I have been running from you. But today, I'm running no more. I surrender my life to you and I receive you as my Lord, my Master, my King, my everything. Please be with me. Guide me. Favor me. Show me your goodness. Give me your joy as I run my race. I thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say, Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.